What is going on guys and welcome to the Drive Time Football Podcast. I'm your host Paul, also known as the Northman, and I am joined again by the FMT, also known as Ryan. Hello sir. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. We are ready to talk some football, are you ready? I'm ready, let's go. Fan Davidozzi, that's the only time you'll hear that on the podcast. <laughs> um, so, we're going to drone on again. Last week it was Manchester United, and this week we start with Manchester United. Now, they lost 3-1 to Watford yesterday, and again, as we've got Manchester United fan on, we're going to talk a more about Manchester United, don't worry guys, this one will happen every week, unless it's a dreadful again, then obviously it's worth worth ranting about, isn't it? Oh, it is. So, a lot of people are coming out and slating Rooney for this, um, 17 misplaced passes, um, dreadful, he did have a poor game, um, Again, Pogba, different haircut. Again, another dreadful performance. From your eyes, from your position, watching this dreadful, dire crap, let me know what you think, Ryan. Give me your analysis from start to finish. The microphone is yours. I think it's hard to analyse it in a very short show that we're doing here, so it's not been... The best three games so far. Three defeats is not not looking good for Man United. I mean, Watford, I expected not them to go out and thrash them, but I at least expected maybe a 1-2-0 win, and the performance just wasn't there. It wasn't there against Feyenoord in the Europa League, and just hasn't been there for the past three games. Feyenoord, well, we just start before the game when Jose said, well, we're in the Europa League, we've just got to take it as it is. That to me is going, well, Man United aren't bothered about the Europa League this year, which is frustrating when we look at it. English teams over the past have not bothered about the Europa League. Why? The competition's changed. When you win the Europa League, you get into the Champions League. Who says Man United are going to get top four and guarantee Champions League next season? The performances to go on recently, that's not going to happen. Then we go into Watford and Christ am I, I don't know what I don't know what happened. The team just seemed to lack that motivation that they needed to go into the game and pick up the points. Defeat against Man City, you go against Watford, you expect at least a pick up and that pick up just wasn't there. The team are lacking the pace and the drive to go out and win games. Yes, we have Marcus Rashford starting, which has been called for from the start of the season, but then he was playing in the wrong position. I thought that Martial and Rashford were going to be swapping rings and then Rashford just seemed to stay out on the right and he struggled. He's not in, He's not a player that can cross the ball into the box. He's a player that put him on the left, let him cut inside. He wasn't allowed to do that, sticking, sticking him out on the right. We've got Valencia in the team for some bizarre reason, I don't know why. Crossing, just drilling it in all the time. I think once we saw him float it in. And we just go through the team, there's a Severe lack of balance when we go into the midfield. We've got Pogba next to Fellaini, and they just look very lost together in midfield. I think I don't know who it was who did the pre-match analysis before the game, and Pogba at Juventus always had that partnership with Perlo and whoever was up with him. He'd, be, he'd either drift out to the wing and be someone there. Man United just looks a completely different player. He hasn't hasn't settled yet, then we've got that £89 million price tag, which is obviously playing on his mind at the moment, and we saw throughout the game he was getting very frustrated with his play, pushing players, going to tackles in the Man United defensive areas and giving away fouls. 
it's not been a good start for Pogba at Man United and we look at other players who are severely low in their price tag and they've done a lot better but hopefully next few games Man United can pick up but we'll just have to wait and see I think when you look at Pogba you look at him and you think back to the Juventus days when playing with a, th- a three in the middle he has obviously the two players next to him he's one of the three I think Man United is one of the two alongside Fellaini and yes Fellaini's playing well but the problem problem is Pogba's getting played in a two behind three attacking midfielders which means he has to have some discipline and he's not doing that he keeps disappearing he keeps running in the random positions you saw it in the Manchester derby you see it against Watford he cannot hold a position I don't know if Mourinho's told him he can drift I don't know if Mourinho's told him to go searching but he's definitely not holding a position and he's leaving Fellaini in midfield alone because in front of Fellaini and Pogba you have Wayne Rooney who no matter what people say clearly has shown he cannot play in a midfield position he's misplacing passes, he's not getting in the correct position him and Pogba running around lost leaves you with Fellaini as the only midfielder trying to hold position now when you have that you know you're screwed because Fellaini cannot do that alone so, I mean, you've got to ask yourself, one, should Man United revert to a three in midfield? And two, should Rooney be dropped? I think when Rooney needs to be dropped in the next few games, his, his performance against Watford wasn't good enough, but then we could say Pogba could be dropped. His performance has, haven't been good enough in his first few games back at United. Fellaini, granted to him, not the best of players, but then there's an app on my phone, which I don't think I can disclose on here, uh, that shows how good Fellaini was in that game. I think he had the best passing percentage for Man United in that game, which goes to show that something's going wrong if Fellaini's got the best pass completion and tackles as well. I think he was up there as well. Yeah, it was good. That's what I wanted to say there is, um, does it show Fellaini's done well or does it show the rest of Man United has done that bad that they're making Fellaini look good? See, it's a, it's a good balance in that. I mean, we can look at stats and say stats don't lie, but then players around him like Pogba and Rooney, other players on the wing who should be getting this better pass completion, it needs to improve. But then we've got players like Pogba, we've got players like Zatan Ibrahimovic, Rooney. Zatan and Rooney are all getting towards their 30s. Zlatan's in his late 30s and... When Rooney drops, which he does in the midfield, he drops in to try and receive the ball. Zlatan tries to drop to come deeper to get the ball, and then there's just nobody that can go through with that full-on power. Someone said in the game, Zlatan now is a one-two, three-touch footballer. He's not someone to get the ball and power through defenders because he doesn't. He's got the strength, but he doesn't have the stamina to keep running and running and running all game. Who was Zlatan? Thirty-four years <laughs> old, and you're saying he's in his late thirties. Um, you look at some of the other, other results from the weekend. You've got Liverpool turning over Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Fantastic goal from Jordan, Jordan Henderson. Now, people are saying he's answering his critics. Now, he's not because he's a midfield player. You want to see them them high passing, them high tackling, the high work rate. I mean, personally, myself, especially in Jordan Henderson's role, him scoring a wonder goal doesn't answer his critics. His work rate, his passing, his determination does. And in my opinion, he does that anyway. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. Now, is he Liverpool captaincy quality? Is he England captaincy quality? I don't know. But he's definitely a great player. 
Um, now them turning Chelsea over, that's they've turned over Leicester, Premier League champions. They've turned over Chelsea, and is it Arsenal? They've turned over as well. They've um, they've started well, but they're slipping up against the poor teams still. So fair play to Liverpool, but still a lot of work to be done. Um, now I'm going to move on to Hull City. Now I want to ask you as a as Mike Phelan is obviously former Manchester United. Um, it looks like he's going to get the job. He confirmed it on Friday he was offered the job. Um, but Hull City, after that great start, and now starting to show why they have such worry among the fans in terms of so few players. Um, they have signed a few, but they still are very, very weak. And they went down 4-1 at home to Arsenal. Now, they're the games, yes, granted. Your season is not going to be defined by a, a game against Arsenal. But they're the games where you need to step up, you need to battle, you need to show desire. And they got walked over, Ryan. I mean, is it a worry for Hull City? I think it is a worry, but granted to them, they've had a good start. And if they can pick up motivation, which is a massive thing in football, th- people think the players can be paid loads of money and just go out there and put in a performance. Motivation needs to be there. They've had the motivation for the start, which has probably come from critic. Critics saying, well, they haven't got a good squad, they're just going to absolutely flop and get relegated. Good start, but now now is where they need to start pushing on and getting dr- maybe dragging out draws or putting in good performances but and maybe losing. If there's a good performance there, they've got something to build on, but they have a, a threadbare squad which Mike Phelan has done well to work with so far. And I hope he does take the job because he's done a good job so far, so why not take it? Take Go into management. I think when you look through some of the results as well, Leicester City beating Burnley 3-0. Another situation where a club who's come up, a club who needs to go and battle hard in games. Going down 3-0 to Leicester, who have not started the season fantastically, but fair play to them. In the Champions League in midweek, they picked up their first ever victory in the Champions League and their first ever game. And then they come at home, Suleimani making his Premier League debut, scoring two goals, fantastic performance. Can Leicester City get European football again this year? That's the question. It's very early, but what are you saying, Ryan? I think it's gonna. I think that's gonna be defined when we get to like the middle stage of the season, when we get to like December, January, when games are coming thick and fast. They're playing week in, week out. That's gonna be the time when we can say Leicester are ready for full full-on Champions League, Europa League next season. It's gonna be interesting because they've had a good, a fairly average to good start. It's going to be good to see. Manchester City turning Bournemouth over. Now, fair play to Bournemouth. They went there and tried to play football. Man City won, I think it played a 1-8 or played 7-1-7. Either way, Pep Guardiola, the special one. Is Pep Guardiola the special one? Now, let's, let's be honest. As a Manchester United fan, Ryan has given me a, <laughs> a, a, a little look at the minute. But um, you can't deny it. One, Jose Mourinho sells De Bruyne. Idiotic. Two, De Bruyne is now stepping up for Man City. Is he the special one? I think he is. He's come in and done an absolutely fantastic job. Absolutely no denying it. So Pep and his tactics, I mean, a lot of people knew straight away Pep would come in and he wants a team that will play this passing football. I don't think nobody expected that inverted win back. In the first game we saw them play and the uh, analysers after the game going... Look at where the right-back and left-back are playing very centrally. I think teams have been just flabbergasted by the tactical style. and 
it's still a building process and Pepper's already said this and he's, he's turned around some of the press and said oh is the quadruple on this year and I think he turned around and said some expletive words to them but he says he's still building and there's still things he wants to improve so if there's still things he wants to improve then well if Man City have yet to improve then I think it's going to be a really good season for them Shall we mention they were missing Aguero as well um, West Brom West Brom scored four goals. Um, I mean, is a West Brom a fantastic or is it West Ham United for the second game in a row conceding four goals and looking absolutely dreadful? Hashtag Billich out. I mean, what's going on? Dimitri Paya, I bet he's kicking himself now for declaring that he wanted to stay with West Ham, stay with the club he, he likes and stuff. He wanted to continue to progress with West Ham. This is their year. This is their year in the Olympic Stadium. Oh, no, wait, they're doing crap. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not been a good start. I mean, you look back at Billich when he was at the Euro saying, oh, we have massive plans for next season for West Ham, we're in the new stadium, we've got new players coming in, we're keeping Dimitri Payet, and last two games it's just been a massive flop for them. Fans are obviously scoring, well, conceding eight in two games, they're calling for his head. I think it might be too early for that, but they need to improve in their next game, whoever they've got. Yeah. Uh, Everton 3 West Ham West Ham <laughs> Everton that'll be in a few weeks <laughs> Everton 3 Middlesbrough 1 um, fantastic by Everton Everton have started under Ronald Koeman so well um, looking like a really really good team really interesting to see exactly how they can progress um, Crystal Palace putting 4 past bottom of the table Stoke City um, tweets going out everywhere from everybody saying that Stoke looked lost, Stoke didn't even look like a team, Stoke were just confused, um, really interesting to see how Stoke said you're going to progress from the early form which has seen them drop to the bottom of the table and seen them struggle dramatically, um, Southampton beating Swansea 1-0, fantastic from Saints, clean sheet, well deserved, they played some great football in that game, I, I enjoy watching Southampton, um, Tottenham turning Sunderland over 1-0 um, uh, I mean fair play to Sunderland they kept it to 1 um, Pickford their goalkeeper had a great game they, they are a really really good team Sunderland um, and they've just not started well unfortunately I think David Moyes can do well with them they've got some good players in the team um, Tottenham on the other hand I really do think can do something well this year it's going to be interesting to see exactly how they progress but we're going to drop down, we're going to avoid Newcastle this week because we lost and I don't talk about it. <laughs> um, we're going to drop down to Coventry. Now the city of Ryan, um, yeah that's right, he's like most Man United fans, he's a glory supporter who's not even from Manchester, um, or even close to Manchester. So Ryan, as a Coventry born and bred person, um, yeah it's not looking too well. As you, as you have described, I'm not too sure on this. A fallen giant. Now, let's not push it. But um, a fallen club. You bought my league one. You're struggling to score goals. Not won a league game this season. What's going on? It's, it's well, to describe it, I think it's just a mitigated disaster. There's, the owners have not given the manager enough money to go in and buy enough players. They've The players they've bought in, majority of them are loans, and then they're just... Fair play to them, they're bringing up the youth players, which is a good thing to see, but these youth players uh, have not made the step up. But then, looking back at fans, and even speaking to my mother, who is a, a long-time Coventry City fan, she's going that some of the decisions that Tony Mowbray is making, he started playing a three at the back at the start of the season that's not been good enough. The team have been so easy to break down. 
and he's made some a few slight changes and made him a bit more structured and they're not conceding goals but then on the other end they're not scoring goals so there's been a struggle there they've brought in Marvin Soldal and fans went crazy oh, an ex under 21 England player he's played for England wow and I don't think he scored a, I think he may have scored a couple of goals but not scoring enough goals there's been no no creativity uh, young Geordie Jones is coming and he was on loan last year they brought him in and fans are saying he's just one footed he uses his left foot all the time doesn't use his right foot doesn't know when to pass it's it's going to be a struggle this year for Coventry City I mean they're saying that I've looked at it over the history and they've either had a bad start and then they've picked up form over the season and they've just managed to stay up or they have a good start and then they struggle and patter off towards the end of the season so I think this season's going to be their year where they're going to go down again to League 2 and either the club will just dissipate because things are still going on in the courts they don't have a ground apparently next year uh, the rugby team have obviously taken over they've lost their academy base at the uh, uh, Alan Higgs Centre a lot of things going on behind the scenes uh, board members are leaving one of them left today but he's not done a lot at the club he changed the way tickets are bought for fans and not done a lot it's it's a terrible situation to be in and Coventry City fans are rallying up and there's something going on in Parliament in October to try and see about the future of the club and apparently a load of Coventry City fans are going to go down and do a protest outside the uh, Houses of Parliament in London it's not looking good for the club at the moment very sad times then to be honest I mean we can laugh and joke the fallen giant <laughs> but um, it's sad times to see a former FA Cup winner sitting in League 1 struggling possibly going down in League 2 Really, really struggling in terms of, as you said, not having a ground, not knowing who's going to be there next season, not knowing if the club's going to exist next season. Um, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens there. Um, we're going to an individual first, and that's Joey Barton. Um, he was due to meet with the club today after being sent home last week, and now he's been suspended for three weeks. Um, it's interesting because... Um, there was reports coming out over the weekend they really did struggle and people were saying that was due to Joey Barton not being there. The club just looked an absolute disaster in their game with Ross Canwich finished nil nil. So now they say it's just due to verbal disagreement. What the hell did he say to get banned for three weeks? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I mean We all know Joey Barton straight to the point. We all know he sometimes says things wrong, um, but he wants what's best for the club, and he wants to win. He wants to do well, and if if players have not performed, at the end of the day, they had a meeting where they discussed what went wrong, what went right with the at the match. Now, if they don't like his opinions, they shouldn't have asked for it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating more than anything. But then we'll move on to Real Madrid. They picked up a tuna victory against Espanyol. And at the weekend, the commentators rightly were talking about how Real Madrid rotated massively. Um, Ronaldo and Bale didn't play, for example. Um, and they were talking about fringe players getting a chance. Now, this still drives me crazy in the fact that Martin Odegaard is not getting football at Real Madrid. He was in the Castilla team. He was in the starting eleven at the weekend. But you bloody hope so because for Norway under 21s against England under 21s he run the show for Norway now Norway got destroyed but not his fault everything went through him for Castilla he is doing fantastic why is he not getting a chance when French players are getting called up for Real Madrid 
I don't, I don't think there is an answer to it. I mean, we look at it and they, t- they spoke about fringe players and then they said fringe players is Benzema. Benzema, yeah, he's been not very good in the past few years, but I wouldn't exactly call him a fringe player. A fringe player is someone who doesn't really get many games. Martin Udegaard, why is he not getting games? He's supposedly the future of football, one of the best players to be in the future, possible future Ballon d'Or winner. Not playing for the first team. The question is, if he was a Barcelona at the age of 17, would he be getting game time? I think he would be. Yeah, I think he would as well. Real Madrid remind me of Chelsea. They don't give youth a chance. Yeah, they've, they've definitely tried. I think if you look over the history, they used to give youth a chance and now what's happened? They've, they've gone, oh, we've got this Castilla team, he's playing first team football. But who watches, who watches Castilla? Not many people go out and look look for who who plays for Real Madrid Castilla. We know Udegaard is there, so people may go and look. But why not put him in the first team? Give him a chance to be on the telly and show what he can do. Let me know what you guys think below. Would Martin Udegaard be getting game time at Barcelona? I honestly think he would. I think he would be coming off the bench a couple of times. I think he'd be getting more football. And I think it's frustrating. It is frustrating that he's not getting a chance. That's my own opinion anyway. I'd love to know what you guys think. But that's the end of the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed the Drive Time Football Podcast. Thank you, Ryan, for coming along again. Two episodes now in a row. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'll be back next time. Yeah, let's not push it. <laughs> but um, enjoy your drive home, guys. Safe driving. And I'll see you next time.